God. I'd like to say tonight I appreciate Brother McCall giving me this opportunity. I'm not as old as I used to be. I mean, not as young as I used to be. Get that mixed up to start off with. But God's been good to me. God's been good to a lot of y'all in here tonight. And I know sometimes you talk about a generation gap. But there's just one God. His name is Jesus. And I'm, I'm thrilled to see some of these young people just, just doing what God had them to do with your life. I'd, I'd like to share this with you. I've shared it with a lot of people. It's kind of humorous. But it's a, it's a little book of little information that I got across the way. But it said, for all those who were born before 1940, uh, 1945, uh, I want to just share some things with you that's been a change in my lifetime. The gospel don't have to change. It's, it's new every day. People get the Holy Ghost, Brother Rockland, just like they always got the Holy Ghost. Amen. There's not a new Holy Ghost, not a new baptism. But it's still an old-fashioned old kind. We don't, we don't take the time to pray like we ought to pray. That's why the elder felt like pushing us to pray. He oughtn't have to push us to pray. But prayer is the key to the whole thing. But he said, we're survivors. Consider the changes that I've witnessed in my life. We were before television, penicillin, polo shots, Frozen foods, Xerox, plastic contact lenses, Frisbee, and the pill. We were before radar, credit cards, split atoms. Have met ballpoint pens. We were before pantyhose, dishwashers. Clothes dryers, electric blankets, and the drop dry, drip dry clothes. Before we walked, we were men. It's before men had walked on the moon. We got married first and then had children and lived together. In our time, closets were for clothes and not for hanging out. Bunnies were small rabbits. Rabbits were not Volkswagen. Having meaningful relationship meant getting along with your cousins. We thought fast food was what you did at Lent. We were before battery uh, house husbands. Rats. My eyes are getting bad too. We were before their, their, their daycare. And group therapy. We were before nursing homes. We never heard of FM radio, tape deck, or electric typewriters. For us, time meant togetherness. The computer.
1940. Junk was made in Japan. I can say grass was mold, pot was mold, grass was mold. Coke was a cold drink, and that's before pot was something you cooked in. But just kind of a list of things that has changed in my lifetime. I told somebody this here a while back. We was driving down where there's a lot of those big old cotton, brown cotton things. And I said, wouldn't the farmers be amazed if they could come back and see the difference it's made in people's lives, farmers' lives? They can do 10 times as much as they used to do. And I just think of, uh, you know, all the changes that takes place. But there's one thing about it, God never changes. Amen. His system still works. It worked 20 years ago or 30 years ago. And don't seem like I would be as old as I am and forgetful as I am and it's where you can't see or hear or talk, you know, but, but God's still good to us and he helped us. Uh, I, I look at my lifetime. I was born and raised in the Ozark Mountains. And uh, I mean, y'all probably been there hunting or something up close to it. But a little place called Big Flat had 12 in, 12 in a graduating class and uh, probably had 290 in the whole town. But that's where I was raised up at. And uh, I'm, I'm glad that God made a difference in my life. And uh, it's, it's with a burden that we went out to try to do something for God. There's a little group of people up there that loved God and loved his word. And uh, I told somebody, well, back, it always comes to my memory. Uh, the first day of August, we started camp meeting and had three services a day. And they'd done that for 10 days and 10 nights, about three services a, a day because they, they were hungry for God. And you didn't get a preacher back in there uh, just ever, every time that you wanted one. But there were preachers that came by, evangelists that came by. And uh, the the main preacher that preached up there was, was a man that he walked off from his baby. His baby was sick. And he there were no cell phones back then. There were no telephones back then. And I, I may repeat myself, but look over it if you can. But we didn't have any telephone in our house. Didn't even have electricity in our house. Uh, we didn't have electricity in our house until 1950. But I looked and saw, and I said, surely, God, there's, there's something I can do for you. And I wanted to do something for God so bad. And uh, we used to come down and pick cotton every, every fall of the year. How many of y'all ever picked any cotton? There were about three, three of us that have. The rest of have. You don't know what you're missing. You don't know what you're missing. Backache that hurts. And uh, Mexican folks out there, and they'd tie the big old knot in the end of their sack and lay it on their shoulder like, what are you laughing about, brother? He'd uh, show a big log laying on the guy's shoulder, and here he'd go off to the scales to weigh it up. 
then to pitch it up in a trailer and somebody have to get it out loose. But see, now the, now the natural things, we, we worked in the natural, but we look forward to the spiritual. God moving, camp meeting, old time camp meeting. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if you could get a, uh, if you could have a, a revival under a brush arbor or not anymore. I guess the last one that I ever saw uh, was uh, do a, a, a revival or brush arbor meeting was right up here at Bobin. There's a couple of guys there tried to have a brush arbor meeting. But I literally went to brush arbor meetings that had a, a Coke bottle with kerosene in it with a with a, a rag sticking out of it. And uh, that, that was all the light we had. We had somebody had a, uh, a guitar, and that's all we had. We had a guitar. I felt God lay a burden on my heart. Uh, my mom and dad used to come down in this area, and uh, I, we'd, we'd had about 14 years in a row, and we were uh, determined to, to make life better. And I, I want my kids to do better than I've done spiritually, physically, and spiritually. I want God to touch you more. And I believe I, my parents want me to touch God more. Uh, we, uh, I, I went down to Lake City just, just driving around. That's here. Lake City's here, right? And uh, I went down uh, and uh, I saw, saw a sign for sale. And uh, I looked at that old building. Of course, if you got brick, I mean blocks, building made out of blocks, it's pretty hard to do anything with as far as changing them around. If they're walls or boats or something like that, well, you can still use it. And uh, I teared it down. It was sloped to the back. And what happened, the, the, uh, uh, the fire had just just literally tore everything apart inside. And I, I found this man, that Samuel Best, that owned this old building. It was a laundromat at the time it had fire. And uh, he, uh, he came down and I talked to him about the, about the price of the building. It had been there a good while and nobody's interested in restoring a laundromat there. But I, I looked around through that stuff, and I believe God touched my heart. I just know, I know he touched my heart. And the question was, was it big enough to have a church in? And would, would people come to it? But back in those days, times were a whole lot different than they are today. But God still moved for us. And... Uh, we, uh, I met with Mr. Best, and uh, he agreed to sell me the building for $1,200. I gave him $100 down on it, and uh, I almost missed my miracle. I felt like it was a miracle. Sometimes you got to work a miracle that requires work. And uh, he, uh, he agreed to. Let me have it for a hundred dollars down payment. Uh, total price was twelve hundred dollars, with all the extra stuff that was there, and 
just whatever was in it taken had to be hauled off and fixed up. So that gave me my first my down payment, and then the, I I sold my shotgun. Pretty hard to part with your shotgun, but God is worth more than our shotguns, right? I don't believe God cares for us having a shotgun, but I wasn't going to let my second payment come due and not be able to pay it. So I went in and sold my gun and uh, just, uh, just made that second payment with that. Then I had a friend that uh, helped me to get some things together. Took out a little loan at the bank and made, made the payments on it. In the meantime, we started gathering out uh, old washers and dryers and old pipes and just old electrical stuff, blocks that were broke down. And there's where we started at. Somewhere I've got a picture of, of where we started having church at with all the stuff. We didn't have a ceiling in the building. And, uh, but you know what? God filled people with the Holy Ghost. We started out with Brother Thrasher preaching us a three-week revival under a tent out here at the old city park. And from that, that was the beginning of Lake City Pentecostal Church. It's what we call a church. And God, God has been good to us ever since. He, he, we, we just in a, and I almost, I've thought about this a lot of times, I almost missed God by 45 minutes. And, uh, if I'd, if I'd have went ahead and just a lot of gagged off and said, well, I'll, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll take care of it tomorrow. Some, you may have a miracle in the making, but uh, if, you, if you listen to the voice of God, he'll, he'll let you know what he wants. I don't, I don't believe he tries to hide his will from us, but he let us know. And we, we started hauling those uh, just uh, as soon as we could, we got busy with it. Uh, brother, there's a brother. See, you need people. You need people to play instruments. I mean, no, no Marvin Pulley. Several of you know Marvin Pulley. Well, he 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 was helping his brother. How many ever saw possum grape? Have been by possum grape? You know where possum grapes at? He was. His brother, twin brother, in fact, uh, brother Marvin, brother Garvin Pulley, was at Possum Grape trying to start a revival, start a work of God, and it didn't. It didn't go. I'm gonna tell you, uh, start these these brothers that start these beginning churches, place where they never really had a church. Uh, it's it's in their benefit that we go, and it's not easy. Not easy to go in where somebody, and especially in the metropolitan area, and I know sort of some of them even having uh, churches in the, around the, the United States uh, courthouse, you know. They're, they're having church in there. And there's no limit. And, and I noticed one thing, uh, that they're, they're, they're young men, they're equipped, They've, been, they've studied, they've been to college, and a lot of them have 
uh, you know, done, they're doing the work of God. I'm, I'm proud of them, aren't you? Some of them build a church in what they call a church in a day. And it's, it's moving in. But I'm going to tell you something. I admire those guys. That's got a burden on their heart. If God gets a burden in, in your heart, uh, it's going to be in coordination with, with your pastor. It's going to be in coordination with the Word of God. And uh, we want to see souls saved. And uh, speaking about that, I had uh, one, one time we had nine people to be baptized in Jesus' name right down here behind Don's Dairy Freeze. And uh, I had to, it was, it was so cold until we pushed the ice back. I, I, foolish me, I've learned better, but we'd do it anyway. But I, I left the nine on the bank and I take them one at a time back and forth, baptize them and then help them get back out water but it was so cold until ice was all over the top of the levees over spill there but God moved on those folks probably didn't move on as many of them as I'd like to have seen just come on be high high grade Christians but they that, that's the starting place is getting baptized no the first place is get repent of your sins be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sin. And that's that's what God's looking for. But we, we baptized one guy, that uh, James Leslie. I don't guess any of y'all know him. But he uh, he had a cast, body cast on. And from his waist down, he uh, he had to use crutches and get around. But we had won him at a going door to door knocking on doors. And uh, James come along, and then he had to have those cast. He had, had a motorcycle wreck, and we we took some uh, tarp and tied around him real good. Took him out there and baptized him in that cold water. But he was determined. Had two or three that came that had never been baptized in Jesus' name before. But that was part of part of our going and seeing God do something. How many believe he's still real tonight? Amen. Praise God. And if you got to, you just got to make up your mind that God, I, I'm going to do what you want me to be. Whatever the cost is, I'm willing to pay. And uh, it's just, you don't short time God. You, there's no free lunch. You got to submit, Sister Harris, with all your heart. I'm going to live for God. I'm going to do what I can for God. I may not preach, but I can help somebody else do it. And, uh, I know God is still still moving in these days, and I, I still believe that the best is yet to come. Amen. I still believe we can get all hooked up and to take the pressure of whatever it does. God God just moves, and He's going to keep on moving. Praise God! How many believe He's moving for us today? Amen. Praise God! We. Uh, when we first came to Lake City, there was a car lot right there where we was at. And uh, we, we bought that car, we bought that lot. It had uh, it, it'd been a gas station for years. In fact, Highway 18 used to come right around the edge of our property out there. It made a circle and went back around Jonesboro. And uh, 
there's people come by. I've got pictures of some of these guys up there on top of that building tearing it down. We tried to save every bit of lumber we could. And I, I know it looks bad now. I mean, it don't look bad now. But it, it sure looked bad back then. Made out of used lumber. But that's all I had to use. And uh, there's just times that God just made a miracle when we needed a miracle. And uh, uh, they, uh, we, they used to, on houses, they put lumber, solid, leaning. And uh, they, uh, they saw us tearing that old building down. And it had a lot of lumber in it and probably six or eight thousand brick in it. And uh, we, we started saving them. Put the lumber in one stack, the brick in another stack. And I always had in my heart and my mind that I wanted to have a brick church. And I was with tearing down the old buildings. We found out that most of them had triple brick, had a lot of brick. And it was easy to uh, shell them out, you know, because they didn't have any holes in them. Now, if you got if you're going to clean brick now, you you got to contend with the the holes that's in the brick that'll sort them crossways too. It's almost impossible to get used brick. I mean, the new new type brick, you just can't hardly do it. But these were old brick that just shelled out, and we needed about eighteen thousand, twenty thousand brick. That sounds like a lot. But when you get the hand of God in it, it, it it's still a lot. But I want to just show you how God made a miracle that we could get the brick for our house, our church house. Uh, I went to Paragu. I heard about a man that had some used brick. Of course, they were selling for 15, 20 cents a piece. And that turns into money fast. We brought them 3,000, picked up 3,000 brick, brought them over here. And uh, I was... Out there, well, the guy that I was buying the brick from, he said, I'm not going to sell you any more brick. I've got a man in Memphis that's offered to buy all we can get together, put them on a pallet, and I'm not going to, I'm going to get, he was selling them for $50 a brick. That's why we was going to Paragool to get them. But uh, he said, that, that guy's going to pay me uh, $75 a brick, and uh, uh, you'll just have to find your brick someplace else. So there's a little place called Mandalay. Have you ever heard of Mandalay? Well, it's way out past Caraway. And uh, we, was, we was kind of disappointed because I told them, let's look for old fireplaces, old, old houses that used to live, somebody lived there that had 50 or 75 or 100, 100 brick or something there. But one of the guys in the church called me and he said, look, I, I think we found something. And uh, he, he said, I want you to come and look at this. We went over there and there stood in stacks, already clean and, and super clean. And he said, the, the guy that owns the brick said, if we'd give him a statement that it went into the church, he said, he'd give them to you. And I don't know why. In, in the summertime, but 
it was just driving along there. Who would have thought that there were 16,000 brick in there just waiting on us to come by and pick them up? But God made it for us. That old guy drug his feet about letting us have what he was going to have. But God, God made a way for us. And uh, it's, just, it's just amazing when you look back over what God has done. We uh, we hauled them brick in, and then we started laying brick. Of course, most pastors, most evangelists, a lot of them had to had to work and uh, do what had to be done. Plus, work for God too. Uh, nobody nobody got hurt. Nobody got injured in any way. All the fussing going on, just pushing and picking and. All that stuff, but thank God for young people that had a burden to old Bruce and Greg. Because Greg wasn't big enough to do much 40 years ago, about 10, 11 years old. But God had a hand in it. We bought the old service station, tore it down. Then across the street, there was a big old building that was right beside the old bank, where the old bank is now. And we tore that down and made a fellowship, or they had a fellowship in it, but we used it. Primarily, the, when evangelists come, he had a place to park his trailer, hook it up to water and sewer and stuff like that, and let them be let them be blessed too. I uh, back in the '70s, well, I guess it's only up in the '80s, we uh, uh, started to bring uh, hear the word of God more and more about foreign lands and I, I appreciate what God has done in missions and I, I can't remember numbers as well as I used to but Sister McCall was talking about the other night how many people in their missions conference had received the Holy Ghost I like to believe that some of them that we preached to and witnessed to we didn't stay in Manila we, we we went on back in the back jungles. A lot of times things wasn't too too comfortable back there. But I went with her granddad, her, her dad in it, C.E. George. Went with him to missions a lot of times. I really enjoyed missions. We had a little girl come up here. There used to be a lot of Mexican folks, and I don't mean that derogatory, you know, just people like us. And uh, I know there's a lot of debate about things, but we're not here to debate. We're just here to serve God and learn how to pray. All things are possible to them that believe God. Be ready to move in His will. But I believe that God has stirred people. This world is a, it's a crazy old place anymore. Somebody wrote a song that said, The only real peace that I have. Dear Lord, this is you. But this little girl, Anna, her name was Anna. And uh, she uh, she came to service and brought her little brothers and sisters to. Back at that time, we had service on Wednesday night, Saturday night, Sunday morning, and Sunday night. Uh, every, every week, it's, that was the schedule of our services. But one Saturday night, she came in. And uh, I could tell she knew something about God, moving the Spirit of God. 
but it wasn't long till she prayed through the Holy Ghost. And her dad, they they live in Harlingen, uh, San Benito area. And uh, uh, she she got the Holy Ghost. And uh, she went back and told her daddy what happened to her. And uh, he wanted to come up here, and they did come up here. Of course, they did chopping. They chopped cotton and cut the big weeds out and all that stuff. And uh, so he wanted he wanted me to come back in the Mexico and go back to a place that hadn't had been any white folks. And uh, we we made a deal with them to what time to come over there, come to Harlingen. And we went there and met him. And then we started out to the interior of Mexico. Just through myself and a man and his wife named Bobby New, they went. And uh, we, we got over there and those people were so friendly. So friendly. We we went to service with them. They had service at night. They didn't have pews like we got to sit on. Uh, that's that's one thing that really concerned me about our we can't have a bad attitude. If it's not just right, we're not going to do it. But we got to be willing to suffer any cause, suffer any loss, if it be for the cause of Christ. And uh, they love to pick a, a cactus has flowers on them, and they eat those flowers. And some of them would take in the tender ones, and they would cook them. They they done their best. Uh, needless to say, it wasn't uh, wasn't uh, tacos like we we have. They they they, they wouldn't know ours. <laughs> they wouldn't recognize ours. But every day they were out there uh, making tortillas, getting ready for us to tackle them at night. They were, we we stayed in an adobe building. In uh, the adobe building was about thick, two, two, at least two foot thick, some of those trees, and it was clay held together by sticks. And you could look at when you, if you went in and looked upon the ceiling, which we did quite often for a few days there. But if you look up, you see sticks sticking up, holding, holding up the roof to keep them falling in. It was real cool. It wasn't too hot in the summer, but it was cool enough. They they still used oxen. Uh, oxen, just like you see in the pictures, they they, they still used them to haul transportation around, haul their corn on. There there wasn't a, there wasn't a refrigerator in the place. The only refrigeration they come close to was they had a Coke machine about half of the size of this table, and. Uh, they didn't. They didn't stay in there long enough to get hot and get cold. So somebody had. They 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 did the best they could. They would cook like a five-gallon bucket full of sweet corn. They'd take them two or three rocks and set it around, and uh, then they'd cook boil it in a five-gallon bucket. Breakfast time, they had to cook your eggs. Of course, they were over easy, easy, easy. My wife don't like easy, easy eggs. 
and she didn't eat them. She dumped them on my plate while she went on the twice cooked beans or whatever you call them. But I believe we made it. I hope we made a, a, we planted some seeds, let's put it like that. And you know, it's, it's impossible. You say, well, what can one person do? Uh, you, know, you don't know what the seed of, of one person can do. And I, I like to feel like we've spread some seed. The fowls ate some of them up, Brother Robert. Some of them just fell on the wayside and got grounded in the, <coughs> in the pavement. But there was a few. It didn't take many Samsons to turn something upside down. You get Elijah praying on the mountaintop, uh, you don't take him long. I, I appreciate this opportunity to talk to you. I don't know how long I've been. But I, I appreciate God. We uh, I want to tell you about another thing that happened to us. We had so many just individual miracles that happened. And uh, when we was building this, we built this 44 by 60 building. It's going to be an auditorium. And uh, you, you just, sometimes you, it's just amazing how how God works things out. But Brother Marvin's daddy, his, his uh, well, in fact, Brother Marvin's mother was real in church, but her dad, uh, his dad wasn't never really in church. He'd come to church to bring his wife with him. But we uh, we got to a place, to a kind of a standstill, and things wasn't moving like, you know, you'd like to get up and there'd be a fresh anointing. You'd like to be a fresh enthusiasm. And I think that's where we need to, Write somebody a card, give them a text, or give them a call, or something that you, that you appreciate them, what they're doing. Sometimes you feel like you ever feel like you're just all alone in the world. I'd like to hear from somebody, and but God is God is great. And we we'd sit there. I had one one preacher tell me. He said, "Don't don't expect God to deliver the concrete." Until you've got the ditch ready. Does that make any sense? Sister Sue's dad one time was doing some remodeling, doing some remodeling on somebody's house. I know her dad was involved in it as a carpenter. And they, they met like on Wednesday. They got all the forms set and the wire in there, all that stuff. And uh, <clears throat> They were going to come back like on Friday to finish the concrete. And by the time her dad got to work, his cement trucks rolled up. So where do you want this concrete? Said, Man, I don't want no concrete today. Said, well, here's a ticket where the lady called. And she, what she done, she told him, she said, well, just pour it out out there. He'll, he'll fix it. He'll do it tomorrow. Duh. <laughs> but you know, some things just you gotta fall with the with the flow, the upsets. 
But we, we got to a standstill. And that brother told me that. I got a hold of it. Uh, my time, I, don't, I know that song they sing, that uh, our time's not God's time. When it seems like he's four days late, he's still on his way. And he still cares about us. Praise God. So we we'd kind of went through a slow place there. And uh, I, I started down to the front of the, to start Sunday school one Sunday morning. And uh, as I passed Woodrow Pulley, he always sat on the outside, next outside hallway to our pews. And uh, he said, he grabbed me with his coat, my coat. And uh, he said, what, if you'll find out what it takes to finish that concrete up, I mean, that ceiling up there, I'll, I'll pay for it. And I said, well, that sounds like a winner. I, I knew I've got some cousins that it's what they do is sheetrock work. We had we had got to the point, I, there's a place going out of, uh, going out of business, and uh, we bought tw 12 foot that aluminum-backed concrete, I mean, ceiling tile, and uh, put that up and was ready for the finishing to be done. So I called my, my, my cousin to see if he was Brother Jeremiah's by the way. <coughs> and he said, I'll tell you what, he said, I'm, I've got some slack time. And if you'll get everything ready, that I don't have to wait on anything. This thing just hit it and go. Uh, well, he said we'll be we'll be over. And sure enough, they came. Sure enough, they finished with the concrete work. I mean, with the ceiling tile work, sheetrock work, and uh, we was ready to move on. I had, uh, you know, how you get tired. Anybody ever get tired of getting waiting? I mean, <coughs> waiting on your miracle. <coughs> you ever get tired? Of, Seem like God's just, where are you at, God? Have you forgotten me? But he, he knows where you're at. Amen. There's not one sparrow that falls to the ground for what your heavenly Father don't know about it. You believe that? Amen. God knows where you're at. And uh, there's this man's wife, of course, she didn't want me to tell it to her funeral. And uh, we miss Brother Tippy being around here, and we'll be missing him for a while. But uh, his wife, she said, well, if you're going to do that, I'm going to buy the carpet for this place because she'd saw the babies laying on the floor. And, uh, and she, she didn't want them to get cold in that concrete, laying down on concrete and blankets and whatnot. So she, she, she asked me, she said, don't, don't tell it till I'm till I'm gone. And at her funeral, we of course we told everybody we bought the carpet and stuff. But God just moved in such a miracle way. And I I had went by and talked to the the man at the bank, Mr. Holt, as before. You know the little white building over there, they're putting some doors and stuff in it now. The city wanted to kind of dress it up a little bit. And uh, 
that's where the bank was at when we came to Lake City. Well, I was going to tell you this. Oh, okay. Now, now I'm back on track. Uh, I, I saw Mr. Dope go into the grocery store. There used to be a grocery store right in front of us. And uh, I saw him go in the grocery store next door. So I waited on him to come back out. And I told him I'd, I'd like to talk to him about the church and see if I get along. And, of course, I was getting in a hurry, I guess you'd say. But uh, he said, what What do you need? And I told him what all I need, carpet. I needed sheetrock work done. I needed sheetrock in itself. And I just went down a list of items that I needed to have to continue on my building project. And if, you, if you're old enough to remember, how many remember 1980? You remember 1980? Some of y'all probably weren't even born in 1980, were you? Well, we had a real bad drought around here. Didn't rain for days. And uh, he, uh, he told me, he said, well, why don't you, of course, I still had a little, little loan that he made to me. And we, we were still paying them. But he said, go up here to uh, Monette at the savings loan place and get you a, it's, we'll back you. He said, you, you go in there and tell them what you need. And they'll fix you up a loan. And uh, I got in there and talked to them guys at the bank or savings loan at Monette. And uh, what they wanted to loan me was at 11% variable rates. Of course, that opens the door for the variable part to they can adjust the interest rate up if they wanted to. Because they were going to adjust it up for the land, what we already had, plus the loan we was going to have. And... Uh, that's when God began to move for me. I went back and told Mr. Holt, I don't So we just kind of parted ways there. Went one way and he went the other. And uh, there's the boss. So a few days later, that's when Yar Marvin pulled his daddy. Said, you know, I'll, I'll do this, and his wife said, I'll do that, and somebody said, I'll buy some pens you need, all that kind of stuff. So I saw Mr. Holt, and I told him what what, what I come up with, and uh, so the next time I saw Mr. Holt, <clears throat> he wanted to know how, how it come out, and I said, well, I'm not going to do it, and he said, what all you got to have done? I told him what all I had to do. And he said, you can't ever do it for that. But about two weeks later when I saw him, I said, do you remember carpet I needed? You remember the 
ceiling, you know, all that stuff. It just fell in place, and I didn't have to pay a dime of it. You know, it just, God just done it. God just done it. Uh, one other thing. You know, finances is real, right? It's it's real. Money is, of course, money is kind of fake sometimes. Some of it is funny money. But does anybody have a question? Do you feel a call to go somewhere? Ponder these things in your heart. I, you know, I've had people say, well, it's just a vacation. That's all they have over it is vacation. Honey, you ain't been some places I've been over. It's laying on quarter-inch bamboo mats and all that stuff. But what you find is somebody loves God. I mean, they love God. And they, they're, they're poor. They don't, don't have much. In fact, their whole kitchen, their whole kitchen is one little pot that they cook out of. And here we are with a whole range of stuff. But we don't want to, we don't want to gripe about it. God's been good to me. How about you? Amen. Let's, Ryan, you want to sing that old song? God is so good to me. How bored you completely out of here. If you got a question you want to ask me, I like to see God just turn this place upside down. If any of these pictures you'd like to see, I've got no bus there. It's got the best paint job on it. But we did what we did, we had to do with. It picked up kids and brought them to school, I mean, church. There we are tearing down the old building. There's Bruce. There's Bruce on the sawhorses. Boy, taking a break. There we are taking a break. We bought the old city hall. Then we bought Lake City Lumber when it went out of business. We just never went back once we made a payment off or note off. We never went back. And God was good to us. Everything we had, everything we had up to this point was, it was paid free. I mean, didn't know anything on it. But I, I love this building, what God has done for us. We got a nice place to worship God. God's presence is here. And I just want you to know that in financial difficulties, spiritual difficulties, God is still good to us in sickness. I appreciate the prayers you prayed for me. I want God's will done in my life. Praise God. Let's sing this old song, God is so good to me. See, I believe that. God is so good to me. He is so good to me. More than this world to me. He's so good to me.
His spirit came to me And he brought me victory God is so good to me I can't complain 